The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with Jackson, Jack Pinky Pinkowski. Um, I'm really excited about today's call because he is here. Uh, he's one of our two traffic or lead gen kind of specialists, and he does a lot of that for uh, Cleaning Nation. And if you're like, that's what I want to hear. We've done many a podcast with Jackson. <laughs> Go search. Today's not going to be that day. One of my favorite things about Jackson, having nothing to do with paid traffic, just as a human being and as a team member, is... He, for us internally, he helps you guys or our clients with uh, paid advertising. And he kind of, not kind of, any sort of technical trend. And we have a, I wouldn't say wildly complex, but certainly more complex business than a, a cleaning company. So there's a lot of moving parts with software integrating and blah, 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 and stuff that is probably my greatest weakness. Like I'm just, I can do it if I have to, but I'm poor at it and it makes me unhappy and I get uh, easily overwhelmed. So, and I, I'm, not an easily overwhelmed guy. I've got big, broad shoulders for just about anything when it has to do with just about anything other than detail-oriented software work that if you get one little thing wrong, it goes to piss. Um, so the reason that matters to any of you listeners is Jackson is probably my least stressed person on the team and arguably would have in ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes it'll be very little for him to do in that area and he handles it great, obviously. And something there's a lot to do, like more than maybe an unreasonable amount. And, you know, I think he's got other stuff going on in his life. So we're not the only thing he's doing. And um, not only does he always get it done, but he never stresses out to me about it. And it seems, and he'll share if this is the truth or not, it doesn't really get to him. Like he's able to go through this. So for you guys, I don't want you to be like, we're talking about how to implement software. No, <laughs> we're talking about how to move from what can feel like an overwhelming challenge to overwhelming challenge without loss of ability or enthusiasm. Because when we feel overwhelmed and kind of get crumpled on the inside, and for a lot of you guys, it can be stuff like my books. That's a big thing people get crumpled on. Um, hiring administrative people, writing a hiring ad, starting a hiring. It's just a little maybe having price conversation, uh, optimization conversations about price with your clients. There's little stuff that you can get crumpled on. And it's not that, you know, I think Jackson's a bright guy, but honestly, I think there's lots of guys that could probably do what he does, but they would be a pain in the neck or they're not able to communicate well and they would get stressed out. The way that he does it is big. So I want you guys to walk. That's my hope is we can translate some of that brain juice of his, of how he looks at problems that could be considered complex and overwhelming and not only gets them done effectively, but seemingly without a lot of stress in his life and with zero stress in my life. So big fat ask Jackson, any thoughts on the question or how I set the table before you start um, sharing some wisdom? No, no, it's, it's uh I, I appreciate it for one um, that I come off so so calm and cool headed. Um, I always joke because it's I'm originally from California, right? And I, I live in Wisconsin now, and so I'm I kind of fall into that uh, that pitfall of the laid back uh, stereotype of the beach dude in California that doesn't oh yeah man it's all good just hang ten you know, um, but yeah it's it's uh, I mean the honestly, like the simple answer or what a lot of people say, like, oh, therapy, therapy's great. <laughs> um, but to be honest, it's true. It's like, I, I, I wasn't always really kind of 
calm, especially in college. I was, I was always stressed about so many different things. Um, and, and honestly, it's, I, I learned from other people or watching other people or, or just kind of taking a step back and, and looking at the things I have to do and the things, you know, you have to do in general throughout the day, um, whether it be projects, personal life, business stuff, you know, anything, um, is, is really just kind of piecemealing it all out. Right. I guess that, that's really my approach to staying level with it. And it's a good approach for a lot of people to stay uh, level with things and not get overwhelmed easily. Um, regardless of the project, whether it be your books or something I'm working on for Mike, for example, there's, there's an end goal to it. Um, right. Like you, you have an end goal that you want to accomplish this. So if you're just looking at that end goal, that's when you start getting overwhelmed. It's like, oh man, I need more customers. So I need to get my books in order. I need to raise my pricing. I need to hit this and this and this and this. And this. before you know it, you got 30,000 things and you're, you're, you're stuck. You don't even know where to start or you get too overwhelmed to start. Um, but instead of looking at that, that end goal as the end all be all, you really got to piece it out. Think of it like when your brain, think of it as, as taking boxes off a shelf. That's that's my methodology is boxes off a shelf. Here's a project. It's a box off the shelf. I work on it. And then when I'm done with it, or if I hit a stopping point or if I have to wait on somebody or anything that causes me to stop that project, in my mind, that box goes back on the shelf and I don't touch it. It's It's off. It's done. It's on the shelf. It's gone. It's not in my brain whatsoever. And, uh, a lot, obviously it's a lot easier said than done. It takes time to get into that mindset of, of being able to work like that. But, uh, once you do, you start to realize how much easier it is for you to not only accomplish projects, but not to get overwhelmed with them. Um, another big thing is, is I write everything down, like handwrite everything down. This is probably my fifth notebook of this year. Um, everything from to-do lists to meeting notes, to doodles, to everything. Um, one, it's a great reference point, but two, it, it keeps you on track and it helps you feel accomplished because I do a physical check once I finish something or once I accomplish something, um, I have it all in there. And again, that's, that's really good at, at keeping my head calm and collected on this, uh, as you go through it. Um, another good point Mike said is, is, is it doesn't stress him out at all which is something important that, that I try to do because at least in the relationship I, I have with Mike is, is he pays me to do a service and I realize what, what service that is. And he doesn't pay me to stress him out or to make things harder for him. He pays me to make it easier for him. So he doesn't have to handle that. And so it's when Mike asked me to do something that's within my purview, I go, okay, yeah, of course. Like this is what you pay me to do this is what I'm going to work on. And if he asks me something that's not in my purview, I go, okay, Mike, great. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Just to let you know. It's like, it's not my thing. I might be able to figure it out. I might not be, or we might need to do something else to accomplish this task. And uh, especially in cleaning nation that might not apply to you because you might not be stressing out other people, but if it, it does, it's, yeah, it's, you, you realize you, yeah, it's, it's, I don't need to put my monkey on Mike's back. My monkey being the project, the the task list, the to-do list, whatever that 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 monkey is. It's it's not mine to give out. Mike gave me a project. It's my monkey now. I gotta find a solution to get the monkey off my back. And and Mike just sits there and watches it happen, that kind of thing. So I've got a bunch of notes because you're you're just saying stuff that's like scratching where I itch, man. So glad <laughs> we talked about this. I was a little worried because you know, we don't typically come on 
you know, Jackson isn't hired to do this. It's not what he coaches doing. He's just working with people. I work with lots of people and he is very unique in that regard. It's funny because the skill set, not to diminish what you do, is bright, but there's lots of people can do technical stuff and have Jackson's brain power. If I was interested in it, I could do it. It's not that magic, but the ability to do it the way he does it, that's the magic. So it's really easy to be laid back and get nothing done. And it's really easy to get a lot done and stress yourself out and everyone around you be miserable. It is a gift to those, to you and those around you when you can get a lot done and do it in a way that feels good for everybody. And that's so much more valuable than any skill set. So what that looks like for a cleaner is like when Jack, I'm so glad you said, I don't know if this applies to cleaning with, you know, not stressing other people out. You're like, well, I don't work for anyone. I don't have a boss. Yes, you do. Like I've got all you guys are my bosses, right? My, my, my clients, my team is I actually work for my team is the way I look at it. Not they work for me. Um, so any boss can stomp around Jackson, work harder. You son of a da da da, and yell and scream and get crap done. And you'll be probably not surprised. They don't retain the best talent. <laughs> Or the people that you do have have a crappy attitude or don't like you. And there's just you hate the business and they hate the business. So that not stressing other people out, I try to do the same thing, right? Like I carry a lot of stuff on my shoulders and I always try to be like, you know what? If they need to know so they can get their goal done, I should tell them. Or if I need their help, I should tell them. But 80% of the stuff I deal with, not only would Jackson, I mean, he cares because he's a good human being, but it doesn't really affect his world. And me just bitching to him would do nothing, it would do nothing. So I just, it's not like we don't share. Um, it's just, and then Jackson does the same thing. So as an owner, he said it perfectly. Your, your customers pay you to solve your customers and employees, by the way, because I know your customer, you're like, I pay my employees. They don't pay me. No, your employees pay, your employees pay with their time. That's their life. Like money is renewable. They can always go make more. You can always go make more money. The life that they give you, they cannot go get back. Um, and rest assured, they do not pay you to clean crap. Um, they pay you to solve problems. So if you solve a problem, you're like, this is so hard and it takes so long and you're so whatever, they don't care about any of that crap. They just want it to magically be done. Um, same with your employees, right? You could go, oh, I think when you don't clean, the guy complains and blah, blah, and you could just bitch and moan about everything. Your employee pays you with their time to solve a problem. And that problem is they need a job. And you're like, well, that's money. Not really. Um, the low wage worker that we have, I promise you, all of your employees get a better job making more money, doing less work. Like, so when they pay you and choose to pay you with their time, they're going to do it because you're going to solve a problem. And that problem is not only am I going to give you a place to work, but I'm going to give you a community and something to do and something that you enjoy and something to be a part of. And if you're shit about it, then <laughs> all you have is the money and you do not want to be competing for low wage labor on money. You want to be competing on since you're saying with Jackson, if his number one goal was make more money, I promise you there's places he could probably make more money. Um, I don't have a list that I'm going to provide him like just now, but I'm pretty, <laughs> he and I both know if it was about the money, there'd just be another place. Um, and it's not because we pay them unfairly, hopefully. Um, but just because, you know, I like, I want us to be, you know, top 70%. So 30% of the opportunity should be better paying and 70, 69% should be worse. So I just want to encourage you don't stress out your employees or customers. It can feel good in the short term, but it will drive people away. And again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have those conversations with the spouse. Jen, uh, Jackson mentioned therapy. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have those conversations, but if I just crap on Jackson to what end, right? Like, and, and vice versa. Um, last thing I want to say, and I'll let Jackson continue anyway, he's fit. You mentioned two or three things that I already do and I've never communicated it. So it's really cool when you hear it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. The um, breaking it down into small parts. A lot of us owners 
spin. We go, I can't get more customers because I can't get more employees and I can't get more employees because I don't have any money and I, I don't have any money because I can't get more customers. And we take like what should be three or four really fairly simple to, to solve problems and we jumble them up into like, you know, it's like if there's a broken light and a Christmas thing and it's all in that big tangle and you're trying to fix the tangle all at once, you can't do it. You got to start with an end and kind of untangle piece by piece by piece. And once you get all laid out, everything's very clear and easy to see where the problem is. But when it's a tangle, it's a problem. But we want to, I don't know if we get some weird feel good thing about look how hard this is. Look how complex this is. We like tambling it. Oh, Jackson just gave me the the, the visual. Yes, that's it. Um, it. It makes us feel weird. I think in a perverse, non-helpful way. So just breaking it down into the smallest little problem is by far the best way. Um, and I also like the on-shelf, off-shelf. I feel like um, women have a lot of advantages over fellas that I, I think emotionally and mentally, this is one of the things I think guys do a little bit better um, is they are good at compartmentalizing, right? Like women have everything interrelated for better and worse. There's, there's in business, it's in certain areas, it's much more helpful to have related for what we're talking about. It's much better to be able to put it in a box. So um, for guys and gals, I would encourage you to break it down into those small boxes. And like when I'm dealing with this box, that's all I'm dealing with. Like right now I'm with Jackson on this call, my son's at school. At some point, you know, I'm not really thinking about him. At some point I'm going to pick him up. And as much as I love Jackson and you guys, I will not be thinking about you. And if Jackson wants to do a podcast, then I won't be interested, right? And Jackson's got other things he could do right now, but he's foregoing those to be here with us. So I like that we're just going to do this one thing. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. And I also like the um, solving problem frame that Jackson has. You actually said something to me a couple weeks ago that I really liked. My frame, which is not a good frame around Jackson's job of, you know, finding the details and software is they're detail oriented. It's a pain in the neck. It's frustrating. Um, it's unpleasant. It's tedious. These are all terrible frames if I need to do that job or even hire Jackson. Could you imagine my, Hey Jackson, I've got this terrible, tedious, unhealthy job you're going to hate. Regardless of the pay, that's probably not the best way to get someone to do it. Jackson said, it's like a puzzle. I like doing it. It's fun to figure out for me. And I'm like, what a great frame. What a fantastic frame. So because I have Jackson, I haven't had to make that frame shift. But if and when I lose you, if God willing, I have to do some sort of tech thing, I'm going to... um. I'm going to go, there's a, there's a puzzle and I like solving puzzles and I like figuring stuff out. So I just want to encourage you guys. If you're not feeling the way that you want to feel about any aspect of your business, it's probably the frame that you put around it. Like, is it true that solving technical problems is fun and it's a puzzle? Not particularly. It is for Jackson because that's what he's decided. Is it true that it's a pain in the neck and, un and frustrating and un uncomfortable and, and makes me unhappy? Could be, right? But neither of those are the truth. Jackson just adopted a truth that helps him be more effective and enjoy that process more. I've chosen a truth that wildly ineffective and that doesn't help anybody. And the last thing I want to mention, and then I'm just going to open up to you, Jackson. You just said so many good things. I didn't want to miss any of them, right? I don't want anyone to miss. I like the, and again, Jackson, I'm old. So when I write crap in pen, I feel the same way. Like, oh, but I'm like, that's old man camping. Everyone wants to type stuff. I love that he's got a, a physical note for a couple of reasons. One, the way that your brain works, it connects differently when you hear something, when you see something, when you type something. And um, I think the best way, like a little learning hack I got from Alex Ramosi, um, when you absorb information, re get, buy the audiobook and the book book and have, have the guy read it while you read it um, physically with the book and you'll learn twice as much. 
same thing goes with writing stuff down. If you just hear it, you're good luck remembering anything. If you type it, you'll have you'll remember it because you can go back and get it. But when you write it, that's that hardwires in a, in a different way in your brain. And then I also love that you got four or five books. How cool is it? You know, I think a lot of us get to the end of the day and our spouse or partner's like, what'd you do today? You're like, I have no idea. Just I know I worked a long time and I know I'm gonna do it again tomorrow, but I have no idea. It's kind of fun to have just books and books of checked off stuff and be like, okay, I got this. So that's my overview on that. What are you, any other, um, so that was just great. A lot of it just like, yeah, that was so well articulated. Anything else you want to share with Cleaning Nation of how they can get more done with less stress, not only for themselves, but those around them in the way that you do so artfully with us? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you said it really, really great where people like to, they like, it's a good thing to be busy. Um, and I'll, I'll say the unpopular opinion it is not a good thing to be busy um, because busy does not mean uh, you're accomplishing things or you're completing things necessarily. Um, oftentimes, yeah, people are just busy for busy sakes because they think busy is productive. Busy is not productive. Um, busy is usually stressed out and then you don't accomplish anything and then you're more busy and it just is a compounding loop. Um People don't care that you're busy or people don't care that you're not busy. Um, you shouldn't care about those things. You should care about completing what it is that you need to complete. And if that requires you to do one thing for the whole day, it only takes you like an hour, then awesome. You're done with that for the day. That's great. If it requires you to spend a week on it, it's going to take you a week. But once you're done, you're done with it. Uh, so keeping keeping that in mind, it's 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 kind of take your ego out of the equation and and don't you know don't just be busy for busy sakes and then too um you know we talk about boxing and and segmenting what you do and and only doing that and it is difficult to do at the start but when you think about it this applies a lot to just daily things you do in your life i mean how many of you take your phone to the bathroom yeah, the bathroom is not phone time. It's bathroom time. <laughs> you don't need your phone in there. You really shouldn't be taking it in there. Same thing with driving. How many times do you check your phone at a stoplight? How many times do you, you know, oh, I, I can respond to this email. I'm at a long traffic light or I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah, it's... it's. Oh, geez, sorry, what are you talking about? It's, <laughs> it's there's, there's nothing... You're not going to accomplish anything in that time aside from being dangerous on the road. God forbid you're doing it while you're driving, right? So these are all starting points. And, and that's what that's how I started. It's because I did the same thing. I would check my phone at a stoplight. And then I started to put my phone in the back seat, like in the back pocket where I can't reach it. Like I just, I cannot reach it while I'm driving and there's no need to. And you know what happened? Nothing, nothing. Nobody got upset that it might didn't get upset that I didn't reply to a sack in 10 minutes. Nobody got upset that I didn't reply to an email or any, a customer complaint or anything like that. It was nothing happened. And I, I went from driving time was driving time. And that was it. And then I got to the gym and gym time became gym time. And then I went home and work time became, became work time again. But it's, it's, it's just piecing that all out and uh, starting small with things like that. Um, if you're married or in your, you're in a relationship with your partner, um, your spouse, whoever it may be, whoever you're living with, you know, that's another good time too, to focus on them. Don't focus on work. Don't do anything. The focus is on them, focuses on that conversation and, and spending time with them. Um, that's all little ways you can start piecing out your day to not, uh, to not get overwhelmed. Um, two, uh, to, to tag on to all this is like, how, how do you, 
how do you actually break out your time or, or how do you, you know, break out your projects? And so what I'm going to say, like your calendar is your best friend and your, your calendar is going to be the tool that helps you guide your day um, on your projects. So say, for example, you have to get your books in order. Just going to use that as an example. You're going to block three hours of Monday morning. Hey, this is book time. This is working on my books, only working on my books. I'm going to put my phone in the corner of the room. Do not disturb. I'm going to, it's clearly stated on my calendar. I'm not going to look at anything else. I'm going to have an email tab open. I'm not going to have a Slack tab. I'm not going to have YouTube open. I might not even have music on. I'm literally just focusing on the books for that three hours. Once that three hours is done, regardless of where you are, you're done. That's it for the day. If you scheduled more time, you have more time. If you didn't, you didn't. But that's it for the day. And then you have to get in the mindset of, oh, okay, I'm going to piece that away. It's a project for tomorrow or later in the day or whatever it may be. But use your calendar to guide you through that. It's going to be your best friend. Um, I had one more little note. Oh, my favorite tool. Yes, this is my favorite thing. I do it every Sunday night. And I stole this from someone else. So it's their favorite tool. It's now my favorite tool. Sunday night, I, I draw, I get a piece of paper in my notebook and I draw four boxes, right? So four boxes of, of things. Box one uh, is I put all the things I'm going to do for the, I need to do for the week to help me accomplish what my goal is. More customers, you know, save money, get my books in order. Box one is all the major things I need to do. Box two is all the additional things that can supplement that. Box three is any other appointments I have this week. And then box four is any other things that I'm doing during the week. And so you outline everything you need to do into those four boxes, right? And the first three boxes all should be pushing to your main goal, right? And if they are, great, they need to be. And if they're not pushing to the goal, say, for example, in box three, you have, I don't know, go to the movies or something like that. I don't know, something something that doesn't push towards that goal, it goes into the fourth box. And the fourth box is the devil's box. It's it's the devil's box that pushes you away from what you need to be doing. It's a distraction, essentially. and um, and yeah, at the end of the day, when you're done writing those out on, on Sunday night, you look at it and you realize, hey, these are the things I need to schedule out. These are the things I need to try and phase out. And you push your schedule, push what your workload is towards the things that are helping you accomplish those goals. And that's that's paraphrasing. It's a long process. I watched like a whole 45 minute video on this whole thing, but um, that helps me plan out my week, helps me plan out what I need to do, leaves room for things that might pop up that I need to fix urgently. Like if Mike loses his phone number or his email or something like that, then I need to help him out quickly with that kind of thing. But um, yeah, those kinds of things are really important to keeping a level head and keeping you stress-free while you're working. And if you, if you think about it, Jackson, will you get, if you can find the link to that 45 minute training and give it to Lindsay so she can put it in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll try and get the link available in the podcast notes. Um, so if you want that full training, you can get it. So a couple of comments that we're going to call it because we're going long. I forget the name of the principle. There's a guy who invented it. Sorry, guy. Don't, don't remember the name, but things absolutely expand or shrink to the time allotted. Um, so I love Jackson going, I'm going to give myself an hour or whatever that time is to do this thing. And what I get done, I get done. If you're like, I could just do this for th- hours and hours and hours, it shall take hours and hours and hours. But you'd be shocked if you gave it a certain amount of time, how quickly it can go. I found for my, I'm getting much better at this, but my younger self and almost all of our clients, they often won't even have an hour a day of really focused work. And if you're, if you can build the habit of working focused, like Jack said, no 
Slack, no email, no text, no direct message, no interruptions, no no music if it's going to distract you, only music that's going to help focus, but literally an hour of focused work a day, even if you had two 45-minute breaks or just something, you know what I'm saying? Like, or two 45-minute chunks, but an hour a day of focused work every day, Monday through Friday, not even seven days, five days a week, five hours a week, you can you can build a million-dollar company. Um, I've found most of us do 10 hours of busy work a day and almost no focused work. And that we just don't do that one hour a day. And the 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 time, the return on that time investment of focus time, if you can just do one hour focus on the right thing, that can work, beat a hundred hours of just cleaning or doing doing stupid stuff. Um, last thing I want to give is multitasking. I hate people that are like, I'm a good at multitasking. No, you're not. not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> You're, you ba- you're bad at you're bad at tasking. Like you're well, good bad. at multitasking, you're bad at tasking in general. It's, and there is no such thing as multitasking. There's only switching your attention quickly. Like mm-hmm. if I look to my phone for a second, I haven't listened to Jackson and looked at my phone. I've taken the cues from the second before I looked at my phone, and the second after I looked at my phone from Jackson, tried to fill in the gap, and I've made my own life a lot more stressful, me a lot less present. So either. My conversation with Jackson isn't important and I should not do it again or try and get out of it as quickly as possible, or it is important, in which case I should focus there 100%. Now, the reality is Jackson may or may not give me dopamine hits, but my phone will. So we we think I've got to check this. I've got to check that. The reality is it's like, I want that dopamine hit. I want to look at my email and my text, and maybe someone will tell me something that's amusing or that makes me feel good or some other project. But what I'm really saying to Jackson is you're not the most important thing in my world right now. Even though I've chosen to sit here and physically be with you, it drives me nuts when I'm with another human. We're looking at phones unless we both agree, like, hey, we're together, we're just gonna, you know, whatever. But if we're talking, someone's looking at a phone, I hate that. So there's no such thing as multitasking. And I love that if you think you're good at multitasking, what you're really saying is you're just bad at tasking, which is so well. And or you'd work on the wrong thing. If my phone's more important than Jackson, just say, hey, Jackson, uh, no offense, you're not really worth my time. I'm gonna sit and play with my phone. Probably won't feel great to Jackson, but he knows what a loser I am. And he, you know, I'll just be me and my phone can hang out and Jackson will go make an actual human connection. So uh cleaning company owners just want to encourage you. You can do this, make it simple. Um focus. A lot of things that Jackson said are great. I would listen to this podcast a couple of times. All right. Anything to add before we wrap, sir? No, no. Don't stress. That's it. I couldn't agree more with the don't stress. Um, all right, guys, gals, if you that was super helpful and you want more, growmycleaningcompany.com. Coming up on a thousand podcasts, hundreds and hundreds of hours of absolutely free content. Everything you need to build a company is right there. Check it out. We'll see you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.